January 8th, 2022. This is Claudia Singh. The last podcast I did was more than a year ago, at the end of October 2020. At that time, I was an English teacher and living in an apartment in Orsay, a city located 30 kilometers away from Paris, France. Most important of all, it was a time when many countries around the world, including France, were in lockdown because of the coronavirus. COVID-19, which first reeled its ugly head in December 2019 in China. At the end of October 2020, in France, we were amid the second lockdown. In the past 14 months, many things have happened, of course, but the COVID-19 pandemic is still here. Since the second lockdown in October 2020, sanitary measures have gradually been eased. For instance, in the beginning, Lockdowns were replaced with curfews. Then, the curfew hours were shortened. People were next allowed to move freely within the 10km radius from home without having to justify the reason. However, like the first lockdown, only businesses providing goods and services of first necessity were authorised to operate. It was only until the summer of 2021 that life began to look more normal. In mid-May 2021, restaurants with terraces that catered to outdoor dining were allowed first to open. The indoor dining areas could only be opened starting the second week of June. The vaccine campaign started at the end of December 2020 in France. However, Sylvia and I got our first dose only in June 2021, despite us being university teachers and were in contact with tons of students. Some of the reasons for the long waits included the initial shortage in the global supply of vaccines, which was not helped when it was later followed by a suspension of one of the few authorised vaccines, AstraZeneca, and that the priority was given to the more vulnerable people, that is, elderly and people with underlying medical conditions. In the summer of 2021, the government decided to launch the health pass for all restaurants and domestic travels. To get the health pass, one needed to be fully vaccinated. That means, at that time, two doses. We got our second dose in July 2021, before our road trip to Romania to visit Silvio's parents. Currently, it's the fifth wave of COVID-19 in Europe. Nowadays, it's the Omicron variant that is causing chaos everywhere. Cases of Omicron infections are surging. In France, a few days ago, the number of new COVID-19 cases reached more than 300,000 in 24 hours. It seems that the new variant is more easily transmissible, but less severe compared to Delta, the variants before, especially for those vaccinated. Towards the last quarter of 2021, a third dose of vaccine, a booster shot, was strongly advised to be taken seven months after the second shot. However, with the spread of Omicron, the French government shortened the waiting period to five months and instead of opening up the booster shots by various age brackets like the first round of vaccine shots, it was opened up to all adults. Consequently, Silvio and I managed without much fuss to get the third shot by mid-December before our short trip to Fécomb, Normandy, in the north of France for Christmas. As for my personal life, I'm still an English teacher, but I'm no longer staying at Aussie. 
Instead, my husband and I bought a house in Gomez la Chatel, four kilometers away from Orsay, in the summer of 2021. I would say that the pandemic gave us the biggest shove to move into a house. If we were to get locked up again, we would prefer to have a bigger and greener prison. When the first lockdown was enforced in early 2020, we had only been living in the apartment for less than two years. Up to that point, everything was fine and dandy. The apartment was spacious for the two of us, and it was in the centre of the city, albeit a small one, but we had easy access to the basic amenities. Bakeries, hairdressers, dentists, doctors, and train station. However, the 24-hour lockdown made us pay more attention to our environment, especially our neighbours. If you are interested, you can refer to my previous podcast, Our Neighbours Upstairs, for more details on our wonderful neighbours. So, after four months of house search, which included strange encounters with the French property agents and home sellers amid the COVID-19 pandemic and the curfews, we found our house in Gomez le Chatel at the beginning of March 2021. It's a small village of about 2,500 inhabitants. The house is not as conveniently located as the Orsay apartment. It's 17 minutes to walk to the train station, and the house is on a hill, and there are hardly any amenities around. Other than that, this relatively minor inconveniences, we are content with what we found. As all home buyers know, once a house has been identified, it does not mean you simply pay for it and move in happily after. There is, of course, the time waiting for the seller to say yes to your offer, the search and application for a home loan, the time for the notary to prepare the documents, the quest for a good contractor for the house renovation. Yes, it was a quest for us. Quest for contractors. Contractors were a rare item those days, especially during the period after the lockdown. Everyone seemed super keen to renovate their residence. And last of all, a cuisinist, a kitchen designer. We needed a kitchen designer mainly because we wanted to demolish the existing old-fashioned one and create an open kitchen. Not to forget, we were also juggling with the sale of our apartment. Thankfully, the sale of the apartment was a quick one thanks to its central location. However, we still had to manage the process, turning our apartment keys to the buyers while receiving our new house keys at the same time, and then the physical moving from the new apartment to the house. The renovation has started since the end of September, and it's still going on. For the past three months, our life has been turned upside down with the work done in our house. We have kind of two floors, the main floor and the basement. The renovation started with the main floor. We moved to the basement with all our worldly things and had to make do with the kitchenette, the small shower and the dim living space in the basement. The living arrangement was initially thought to be convenient for us as it meant that we could still stay in the house and not have to rent and that we could monitor the progress of the renovation. However, the endless succession of noises, boom, 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 knock, 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 meant that it's almost impossible to work from home, especially when I had to teach online. And then there was the dependence on hotspots for internet. During the day, as the internet installation was located on the main floor and had to be put away during the renovation, 
we had no access to internet and had to use the hotspots from our phones. The ability to conduct online lessons using hotspots was very doubtful. In the past, I used to enjoy the days when I did not have to teach, as that meant I could sleep in and laze around. With the renovation, on the days when I did not have to teach at the university, I still had to wake up early. Well, the contractors start as early as 7.30 to hide at the university. Life got a bit easier starting from the second week of November, when the work was finished. Well, almost, except the kitchen and some paint touch-ups on the first floor. We moved back to the first floor while the contractors started working on the basement. There was still some noise to be heard, but it wasn't as bad as the first phase of renovation. When I had to teach online and the contractors were hard at work, I just had to wear serious noise-cancelling headphones, which were a marvel. The first week of 2022 is coming to an end. For me, it's a low period in terms of teaching load. The university is finishing the end of the first semester. I am left with only some classes to teach scheduled for next week. The students will then take their midterms in two weeks' time, after which I have to correct the English exam papers. Second semester will start at the end of January, and that's the end of my precious Lao period.